gang, welcome to Best Night Ever, the show where interesting people who do interesting things tell the story of their best night ever. I'm your host, Ian Hollihan. We are recording this episode just a few miles away from San Dimas High School in the hometown of Joe Friday and Randy Newman. That's right, Los Angeles, California. And my uh, cute and cuddly co-host, Reggie Miller, is not with me today, but instead I have a guest co-host by the name of Dan Howe. Dan works in what folks on the West Coast call the industry. Now, which industry, you ask? Why the Tinseltown industry? I'm talking Hollywood, or as my Aunt Maureen used to call it, Holly Weird. Dan is a lighting designer. He actually went to CalArts. For those of you who don't know what CalArts is, it's a college that Disney created. He realized in high school that uh, he really liked doing lighting design, and he was pretty good at it. The interest became a passion. He decided, as we all kind of do, that uh, your passion should be your career. But here's the thing. He actually did that. After he graduated from CalArts, he moved to Chicago with two of his classmates, one of whom uh, was, was the son of the person who created the Care Bears. The other one is uh, a, a, a girl whose name escapes me, and uh, you know I'm, I, I'm sure she's um, very interesting as well. Uh, at some point, shortly after he moved to Chicago, he found out that his upstairs neighbor was a man named Jerry Only. So for those of you out there with no tattoos, Jerry Only is a big deal, mainly because he's kind of the most hated man in the punk rock world. Uh, unjustly, if you ask me. Everyone thinks he's this monster. He's not. He's not a bad person. He's just from New Jersey. That's how they talk. Anyways, he was the original bass player of the band, The Misfits. He ended up becoming the lead singer, which caused a buttload of controversy, blah, 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 blah. Dan befriended Jerry only in, you know, a neighborly fashion. Jerry had asked Dan if he knew anyone who could babysit her, if he knew a babysitter. Uh, Dan's roommate, Brooke. Her name's Brooke. She needed a job, so Dan facilitated the babysitter for Jerry Only's child. In a nutshell, Jerry Only, the son of the Care Bears, and Dan Howe had the ideal punk rock neighborly relationship. So fast forward a little while, the Misfits are about to go on tour in Europe. Jerry thinks to himself, I need a lighting designer. So then he says to Dan, he says, do you want to be our lighting designer on this tour? And just like that, his career started. After he went on tour with the Misfits, he went on tour with Wiz Khalifa. After he went on tour with Wiz Khalifa, he went on tour with Fits and the Tantrums. After making a name for himself as a lighting designer, he decided to leave the music industry and focus on television. He's done lighting design for such shows as Shark Tank, Guy's Grocery Games with Guy Fieri, Diner Impossible with Mark Summers. If you know who Guy Fieri is and not who Mark Summers is, that makes me sad. And most recently, I'd say probably the most popular network television show, The Bachelor slash The Bachelorette. Dan Howe has had an amazing career. He's a really cool person and I'm super excited to have him as my co-host today. Dan, welcome to the show. Hello, listeners. So they know that you're a really interesting person, and they know that you do really interesting things, but folks, Dan and I aren't going to talk about any of that stuff. I asked him to be my co-host today because he's been my best friend since kindergarten. About 30 years. Yeah, and we're 35. I think it's safe to say that we spent pretty much every day together uh, in elementary school. Knowing each other as long as we have, we've obviously shared a lot of experiences together. Some might say these experiences would be cool stories. I was there when you broke your arm. You were there when I broke my rib. We drove across the country together when we were 18. You dyed my hair for the first time, and my dad was pissed. <laughs> but the reason I asked you on the show is so we can talk about times where we weren't doing stupid stuff. What are certain factors or elements that you think really defined our friendship and our uh, development as like, to shitty kids in Redondo Beach. I mean, I, I think what defines you and me as childhood friends was staying up the entire night watching Nick at Night. Yeah, a, a completely forgotten show that we were obsessed with, F Troop. F Troop was a fantastic so show. Do, do you know that Agron's still alive? Is he? Yeah. So anyways, uh, totally weird, awesome Nick at Night shows. And movies. Um, I remember your birthday watching It, and I was the only one who stayed up the entire night and watched it. Everybody else fell asleep. Uh, uh, I saw that spider. I'm gonna stop right there, champ, because I got something on my mind. 
I'm finally going to say it. It's an unpopular opinion, but you've inspired me by what you just said. Stephen King, amazing writer. His his movies aren't very good. In the book, it's long and it's epic. And at the very end, uh, you find out that the monster is this like brutal, crazy, giant spider from another dimension that just eats kids and spits red light that'll kill your soul. But then when you see it in a movie, it's just a freaking spider. Another good example is uh, 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 Dreamcatcher. Have you seen Dreamcatcher? Yeah. No. Oh, it's, it's like one of the worst movies ever made. It's about this alien that comes and messes with a small town. And, you know, no one's having a good time. Now, there's the core four group of friends. Uh, and then there's a fifth friend, Douglas, who has Down syndrome and superpowers. Because of his Down syndrome, he has a really bad speech impediment. So he pronounces his name Duditz. Turns out Duditz doesn't have Down syndrome. He's an alien. Spoiler alert. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're welcome. Don't see Dreamcatcher. (laughs) Duddits is not mentally handicapped. He's from another planet, which is why he can't pronounce the G and the L in his name. Crazy. But somehow in the book, it's fascinating. I'm captivated. I want to keep reading. The story ends with Duddits transforming into a big, tough, slimy alien, and then he fist fights the other alien and again in the book it's awesome but on the screen it was like a mortal Kombat 2 uh the movie not the game all right got that out of my system uh we may continue the, the buddy films mm-hmm. even more so bill and ted's excellent adventure dan i'm glad you brought that up it's it's almost as if i had asked you to bring that up but before we started recording to bring up bill and ted's excellent adventure yeah full disclosure bill and ted's excellent adventure is without a doubt without hesitation my favorite movie of all time now when i tell people this i get a lot of uh, eyes rolling like people's reaction is like but no that's a that's a stupid idea poo poo movie the people who say that or think that either you haven't seen it or they haven't seen it as an adult now you had brought up like budding movies and bill and ted get compared to those guys like uh like wayne and garth and the uh dude wears my car ding dongs which i don't think is fair i think one thing that makes bill and ted stand apart from those folks and, uh, but, but keep in mind folks i like those movies i have nothing against those movies but bill and ted was special and here's why none of their jokes were at anyone's expense hmm. yeah like the whole premise of the movie is two kids travel through time to help pass their history report but the moral of the story is be excellent to each other which isn't easy to do no they weren't mean to anybody every person they met got the same level of enthusiasm and positivity except for the king who tried to have him decapitated bill and ted's excellent adventure kind of shows how infectious that mentality can be and i'll tell you where that's most evident let's not let's not let's not dance around the subject they kidnapped a bunch of historical figures from from across the millennia uh from around the world who all spoke different languages but they all understood each other they all had the same goal to help these kids out i'm about to say something really really cheesy uh, this uh, this movie taught me that communication has no boundaries. And if you're going to time travel, you got to adapt. And I promise I'm going somewhere with this. So the first person that Bill and Ted pick up to actually go on the adventure is Billy the Kid, played by actor Dan Shore. His English is pretty standard English. The second person they pick up is Socrates, ancient Greek. Needless to say, they're not speaking the same language. But Billy the Kid, he's adapting. He's playing with the Nerf ball. He's saying things like heinous and bogus. He was dealing with the oddity of time travel with the greatest of ease. Billy and Socrates become their own kind of duo. Like there's Bill and Ted, they're best friends. But Socrates and Billy are always together. They became so close that they even acted as each other's wingmen when they tried to hit on girls at the San Dimas Mall. And then, you know, Sigmund uh, uh, Freud bumps in and he has no game. This movie is uh, a very important movie to me, uh, just as you, Dan, are uh, a very important person to me. You know me better than anyone. I- I'm not uh, Mr. Rainbows and Sunshine. I- I'm not uh, an overly positive person, but thinking about the movie, watching the movie, um, I guess it forces me to kind of wish I knew how... Uh, to just no matter what, be excellent to everybody. Um, 
And it's a, it's really funny, too. You can only imagine how excited I got when Billy the Kid himself, actor Dan Shore, agreed to be on the show and tell us about his best night ever. Really? Yeah. And uh, uh, if I had one wish in the whole wide world, I would wish that instead of saying really, you would have said no way. Because then I could have said yes way, Dan, just like in that movie I just spent the last three minutes talking about. But hey, you want to know how you make a friendship last 30 years? Understanding and forgiveness. Yeah. As I mentioned, Dan is an actor. For the listeners at home who haven't seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, you might know him from the movie Tron, where he played Ram, or uh, from Star Trek The Next Generation, where he played Dr. Herador. He's also in uh, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but I, I, I trust you guys to just, you know, look on his IMDb yourself. Dan Shore's Best Night Ever, as you're about to hear, is a story about him meeting a girl and falling in love with her who didn't speak the same language, which is why I invited my best friend since kindergarten to come onto the show to talk about how we were raised by television, ultimately getting to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, where we can discuss the awesomeness of nonverbal communication. And just like that, Hollahan brings the entire episode together. I had this planned yeah. all along. Yeah. You didn't see that coming, did you, pal? I don't think there was... Um... Hey, he's trying to be cool. Uh, it's, it's okay. But before we start to listen to the story of Dan Shore's best night ever, why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, hit that uh, subscribe button. I dare you. Just click it. Please keep the reviews coming in. I haven't gotten any negative ones yet, so I'm assuming the people who aren't leaving reviews are, are being polite and really hate the show, which I'm fine with. Like, keep keep doing that. Just uh, keep the negativity away from me. Mm-hmm. No trolls. I didn't anything you want to uh, add? San Dimas High School Football Rules. Nice. You want our stream catcher for this? Oh, yes. Oh, man. Um, it's the night where I met the love of my life. <laughs> My wife's name is G, J-I-E. You guys know me from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and I guess from Tron and some other films. And I was a working successful actor in Los Angeles for about, I'd say, 20 years. And then I had a rapid decline in my career caused by growing up. And my career started to struggle and suffer. And I started to suffer and struggle. So I was teaching acting. I was directing plays and was getting less and less work and going more and more broke and getting more and more neurotic and depressed. And I was angry. The stars were bright on that cooler night by the tropical azure sea. Smiling eyes, wisdom wise, a meteor was saying to me. Uh, I ran away. I was invited to a little island in the tropics called Saipan. It's an American commonwealth. It's uh, a tropical atoll. It is where uh, the Enola Gay took off and we captured Saipan from the Japanese in World War II and won the war there. I had a friend there named Greg. Greg Curta is a, was a sound man at Paramount Studios. We had been in a band together called DB House for about 10 years in Los Angeles with Deborah Van Volkenberg, who was the lead in Warrior. He had run away to Hawaii. You know, after a point in Hollywood, you do what you do, and then you want to do something else, or you have no choice and you have to do something else. Greg chose to go to Hawaii and somehow got connected to Saipan to start a film program in, in the tropics for the indigenous people of the island. Saipan is used often as a Japanese filming ideal. It's like our Bahamas or Hawaii. They'll go there and they'll shoot ice cream commercials. They'll shoot motor scooter commercials, car commercials. And we were trying to create an indigenous population of crew members so they wouldn't have to bring Japanese and they can hire the island people. 
And he brought me along because I was his actor friend and writer friend. I had been writing also and directing. So I was the guy he could call. Oh, I was young again. I felt 20 then. A fairy tale come true. Like Cinderella and a charming fella. It was heaven for me and you. Anyway, I taught at the Northern Mariana College, and then I wrote, produced, and directed this soap opera, a nighttime soap opera. It's, uh, it was called The State of Liberty. It was a soap opera that I wrote, produced, and directed, and acted in, in Saipan using my students, which was 100% island viewership. I mean, the island stopped to watch it. It was a really, really incredibly great big deal. Anyway, this is the start of a whole new life. I left California, left my home, left my friends, left everything, and sort of ran away to the edges of the world. And Greg brought me to a beach. Well, you know the Coors commercials, the beer commercials where they're sitting on the tropical beach and there's the azure sea, the clear, uh, tropical, green, cool atoll sitting there. Well, if you sit on that water and the water is 80 degrees when the sun is going down, and I was sitting in the sand with my feet in the 80-degree water when I heard a noise behind me. Greg said, now, come. So I turned around and went back. And on the beach, there was a bandstand and a square dancing platform. About 20 people could dance on that platform. And there was a Philippine band there, about an eight-piece band. And all of a sudden, the music started. And they were playing cha-cha uh, music, which was I found kind of odd. But all of a sudden, all of these people came out. I hadn't noticed anyone there because I was, you know, magically in the water drinking a Mai Tai. Anyway, all of a sudden, these people start dancing, and there's about 20 couples dancing. And they're doing Latin cha-cha, but ballroom cha-cha, without using their hips. It was hilarious. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen because I then realized, you know, having lived in California and dancing, that I'd be the best dancer on the island. I mean, this is amazing because these people were all, like, hipless. And I thought, this is really kind of cool. <laughs> And the sun went down. I listened for a while, watched the band, listened to beautiful music, drank some more Mai Tais. The sun went down, the stars came out. So we're just there. It's maybe our one hour into the show, and we're drinking my, I might have been on my third Mai Tai, starting to get dizzy and sort of starry-eyed. And the stars were out. This is a magical tropical island in the middle of fucking nowhere. The only lights are light bulbs hung in areas around the this bandstand and little plastic tables with little plastic chairs. And Greg and I are in a corner. And then all of a sudden there's a drum roll and all the dancers stop. The band leader announces, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to stop our program at this moment and we're gonna have a special treat. We are going to have a famous dancer. She's going to come out and give our, her own performance. And the drum roll stops and cha-cha comes on and out comes Linda. There was music on the sand by the beach band stand On the night when you and I first met I walked you down the beach beyond the bandstand's reach Is it possible that I'd forget? Oh. Linda is a six foot six inch Philippine transvestite. Now, this island of Chamorros, who are island people, sort of like Hawaiians or Samoans, Chamorros are a little bit, what's the word, I don't think homophobic is the word. It's homo-shy. Um, it wasn't like they hate anybody, but they sort of don't want to be associated with that. So all of a sudden, 
The dance floor is taken up by Linda. All the Chinese and Chamorros move away from the dance floor. Two people run to the dance floor to get closer look at Linda. That is me and my wife. I didn't know she was going to be my wife. I'm standing with my big Cheshire cat grin on my face. I look to my right, and there is this beautiful woman, five foot two, huge eyes pouring out with a huge grin on her face. It's about 80 degrees out in the sugar air. The air is like sugar. The stars are twinkling. I looked into those magical eyes and realized that this is, you know, you talk about the word soulmate. I don't know if that's real, but I do know that there are connected souls. Hey, I was young again, twenty then. A fairy tale come true, like Cinderella and a charming fella. It was heaven sent for me and you. We look at each other and just. Laughing, Linda dances for about five minutes, doing a fan dance basically to us. And she is extraordinary. She's huge and magical with long limbs, and she's dancing with a big smile on her face. And I look around at the area, and everybody is just agog. They're giggling and laughing and drinking. And, and she and I are up close, and all of a sudden, our hands touch as if by magic. Linda walks away. The band comes back on and they start playing. I bring this woman onto the dance floor, and we start dancing, looking into each other's eyes. She knows only a few words of English. I know none of Chinese. And at the time on Saipan, they called her Julie, and she called herself Julie.、Um, I didn't play that. It was a beautiful night. It took me weeks, weeks to court this woman. She's a, from the traditional background. I felt your mystic charm while you were in my arms. The stars dance cooler in the atmosphere. They say that memories can last eternities, can bring you sorrow or cosmic cheer. About a month later, I pull my back out, which was an old Los Angeles injury based on stress. Gihuan, I would walk around the island. We saw this sign that said "Chiropractic" on a little shack with a little wooden. Chiropractic, C H R R O P R A T H Y. Lord knows what that is. Anyway, we went up to this place, knocked on the door. Philippine woman in a nurse's outfit opens the door, welcomes us in. I point to my back and go, "Ow!" She puts me on a table. I get undressed into, you know,、uh, a gown, and she puts me on a table. She is sitting there, and out walks a giant woman in a nurse's outfit. And it's Linda, the fan dancer of our dreams. And Linda gives me one of the most painful massages I've ever had in my life. I am screaming. Her hands are the size of my back, and she is cracking me as if I were a, a, a lion tamer's whip. My wife is laughing her ass off. I'm crying, screaming, and laughing at the same time. Linda is laughing. Now, needless to say, I was healed. <laughs> Oh God, my back was completely cured, and I never went back to Linda for that again. But later on, I shot、uh, State of Liberty, and Linda was in it as a go-go dancer, and she'll be a part of our lives forever. We did see her. I lived on the island for five years. My wife and I got married on the island. 
we've been with each other every day for the past 13 years. Our lives began then, and we are, were, and will be connected souls. You talk to actors all the time, and um, so much of us measure our lives by our achievements. And if our achievements go back a ways, that's sort of an empty period of life. When I married my wife and went there, it changed everything. My life is now measured by my moments with my wife. I still work as an actor. I still work as a director. I still work as a writer, all of those things. But I don't measure my life that way. I measure my life whether my wife uh, liked my cooking last night. And I think when I met my wife and I think of her eyes looking up at me and looking down at her, looking at Linda and the smiles on our souls, I'm going to say that's my best night ever. Uh, I wrote a song uh, called Hula Night about that night. Stop the brat on that hula night while the tropical azure sea. I'll take you for my life, make you my wife in heaven with you and me. Come on now, hula. Thanks, Dan, for telling us hula. that story. Uh, and that's right, the, the song you were hearing throughout his story was the song he wrote about. Night he met his wife. And uh, I, I really, really, really can't thank you enough for doing the show. Dan was, I think, the second person I reached out to at all when I first started doing this. And without any credibility or star power, Dan liked the idea and he was willing to do it. And it, it was awesome. Super nice guy. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. State of Liberty, Looking for America, is available on DVD on Amazon. I tried to find it streaming. I, I couldn't find it anywhere. That being said, I'm really bad at finding things like in general in life. But I know for sure Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is streaming on Amazon Prime. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it. Uh, another really famous movie that Dan was in is Tron. That's also streaming. Another amazing show that Dan was in is Star Trek The Next Generation. If you haven't seen Bill and Ted, Star Trek The Next Generation, and Tron, then what the holy crap have you been doing with your life? If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, comments, you can send us an email at bestnightpodcast at gmail.com. Got a really interesting email this week by a listener named Greg. He said, uh, you missed a, a real good opportunity for a clue reference. Uh, if, you, if you listen to episode two, I made a little clue reference. So this intrigued me. So I reached out asking him what the opportunity was, and he responded saying, oh, no, I just I just really like Clue, and I, I want you to make more Clue references. Uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, I could try. I can't promise anything, though. How about this? If I can start a podcast, a turtle can. Let's start a Clue podcast. I, I could be your first guest. I'm not kidding. I'm happy to talk about Clue uh, for a solid 25 minutes with you. Uh, let me know, Greg. As usual, you can see original artwork that pertains to the episode on our website, bestnighteverpodcast.com. Our Twitter majigger is BNE Podcast, and our Instagram is bestnighteverpodcast. A super special thanks to Dan Howe. I love you, buddy. Thank you so much for being on the show while Reggie was on a little vacation. Theme song today was provided by Ghost of Lester Bangs, as it always is. I apologize if I got a little too sentimental earlier. I, I, I love that movie, so this episode was very special to me. I, I, I love this podcast. I love this show and I love all of you. Uh, so I would like to end today's episode with a quote from uh, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, four score and seven minutes ago, we, your forefathers, were brought forth upon a most excellent adventure conceived by our new friends, Bill and Ted. 
Those two great gentlemen are dedicated to proposition which was true in my time just as it's true today. Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Whether you're listening to this in the daytime, afternoon, or night, I hope it's the best ever. See you next time.